been a day of frustration and contradiction here at the Rio Plus 20 conference on the issue of ocean protection. It began with an ocean dialogue day where hundreds of people from academic institutions and campaigning organizations spent two hours listening to oceans experts calling for the strongest possible wording in the final Rio Plus 20 declaration to protect the high seas. It was a democratic process. The people attending this meeting were able to actually vote and declare that their number one priority, the message they want to send to the heads of state and governments who are starting their deliberations on Wednesday is for wording in the declaration to better protect the high seas, the international waters which are currently lacking in governance. That message hopefully will not fall on deaf ears. What has happened in the political process in terms of finalizing the draft text that the heads of government will consider is that it has finished and high seas and other ocean campaigners are extremely unhappy with the outcome. The High Seas Alliance, which is a coalition of some of the world's largest ocean campaigning and conservation organizations, held a press conference this afternoon where they condemned in the strongest possible terms the US and other governments for blocking progress on that high seas protection process, the so-called implementing agreement. And we're going to hear now from some of the experts and campaigners who spoke at that press conference about the threats that they are seeing in the ocean and the need for action. I was actually out on the high seas in November and December working on the seamounts in the southern Indian Ocean and we discovered amazing things. Cold water coral reefs, fantastic coral gardens, sharks, the most wonderful uh, uh, sites really that a marine biologist or anybody else could see. And in this case it was sea for the first time because we were the first expedition in this area uh, to use modern equipment and to actually be able to see the seabed. What we also saw was devastation beyond our wildest imaginings. What I've witnessed at this uh, uh, summit has utterly appalled me. To believe that you can simply kick uh, an implementing agreement on the high seas into the long grass for three years is absolutely absurd. And I really wish that the uh, representatives of states that push forward uh, that text uh, yesterday and today could witness the destruction that I saw on, in the southern Indian Ocean. The high seas are the global commons. They belong to no country, they belong to all of us, and it takes multilateral global cooperation to effectively manage the activities that occur out there. Each individual country can make a difference, but all countries have a right and a responsibility to cooperate to preserve and protect the environment. Rio was an opportunity, especially with heads of state, to kickstart a set of negotiations that have been debated now for six years at a working group within the UN system, and all that we got out of the Rio conference on this was an agreement to kick that debate back into that working group for another three years. So we are disappointed. We came to this meeting excited that oceans were one of the top priorities. We received uh, the, the original negotiating document from the Brazilian presidency excited that oceans were one of the four top priorities. We really looked forward to this not being the Earth Summit, but the Ocean Summit. 
the conclusion of this document was, in fact, that, well, there really are a lot of problems on the high seas. We'll get back to you in a couple of years, but thank you so much for sharing. We're very disappointed in that. The strong views there of oceans, in particular high seas campaigners, at the High Seas Alliance press conference, which was held earlier this afternoon, uh, condemning the US and other governments. In fact, the US held its own press conference today, where the US Special Envoy on Climate Change, Todd Stern, was challenged to defend the US position on high seas protection, and this is what he had to say. I certainly don't think the United States was remotely uh, blocking uh, efforts on oceans. We, uh, we were quite an active part of, uh, of the discussion. They're always uh, challenging uh, politics in the U.S. in many different respects, and uh, we have been trying for quite some time now, uh, a very long time indeed, to uh, get the Law of the Sea Convention approved. So we are, we are very committed to, uh, to uh, progress uh, with respect to oceans. There is some uh, good uh, Good language, good good uh, paragraphs in this uh, in this uh, outcome document today that involve sustainable fisheries and uh, and efforts with respect to fisheries that that relate to the WTO and so forth. So, the uh, U.S. is not seeking to block progress; just the opposite. And this is what the Pew Environment Group's international policy director Sue Lieberman had to say in response to Todd Stern. We don't believe the U.S. was doing anything to block the law of the sea, but it is an accurate reflection of the negotiations that the U.S. did work to block negotiation of a new legal framework for the high seas. Those are two very different things. So heads of state and governments will begin their deliberations on this draft declaration tomorrow, Wednesday. There are differing views on whether or not it is a good idea or indeed even possible for the heads of state to open up discussions on some of this wording. We will see what emerges, but there's no doubt there's an extremely clear message going to those heads of state to get the best possible outcome on ocean protection, particularly on the high seas, and we await to see what occurs.